The big game, or the Duper Bowl, has just made history. Welcome to What's Money. I'm your 14-year-old host, Rylan Schmidt, and this is the podcast where we learn what money really is. Alright, so the big game in football is coming up this Sunday, the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Los Angeles Rams, and I thought I might get to understand the game a little more by diving deep and getting to know a little more on the money side of things. First, I'd like to bring up an update from last week's episode. The U.S. debt has just reached a record $30 trillion. If you haven't checked out my last episode, What is Debt? I definitely recommend it. Okay, so let's get started. You may be wondering why I did the intro and I mentioned the big game or the Duper Bowl. Why can't you call it the... Oh. Well, I can't say it because it's trademarked or copyrighted, which... We're just going to have to deal with it today, so I'm just going to refer to it as the big game or the Duper Bowl, and that's just how we're going to roll for today. Okay, so let's start off with the first thing that we would do to go to the big game, which is to buy some football tickets. Now, you've probably heard a lot about the rising ticket prices really recently. Um, We just broke a record, or not we, but um, the NFL did for the highest ticket prices, It's really expensive to go to the game and is really only available for the wealthy elites. It will run you, on average, this year about $9,500. And that's just the ticket price for 3 hours and 30 minutes. You also have to consider the amount of money for a hotel, food, and car, which are also going to be higher since it's the soup. I almost said it right there. Ugh. And this year, it's going to be hosted in one of the most expensive cities in the world, Los Angeles. So, all the prices are going to be jacked up, and it's already are expensive. So last year, the minimum price is around $8,600. This was even higher price from the year previous. And the reason because that year we jacked up was because of COVID restrictions, which meant that year there was more demand, less supply, and these two combined created more expensive tickets than usual. I thought this kind of was interesting because it's kind of unknown why the prices rise. I mean, it's probably more demand and inflation, but it's interesting that it happened. It happened so dramatically from last year to this year. Um, And I don't really know why, but I guess we can't have the answers to everything. So 1976, the minimum price got as low as $12 or $90 if you count for inflation. Which $90 compared to $9,500, there's a decent difference in there. Nowadays, we are seeing record high prices, reaching as high as $70,000 to $100,000. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, I did not just stutter. $70,000 to $100,000. That's almost as much as a really cheap house or a pretty nice car. But if you're wanting to go to the game, get good tickets... Stick to a budget, I recommend buying around a week from the conference championships. So that'd be about the same time that I'm uploading this podcast, which will be, um, let's see, Monday um, the 7th. Yeah, so buy um, as close as you can to Monday the 7th. That's probably going to where you're going to get the best deal. Also, set a certain price you're willing to pay for the tickets and stick to it. 
not trying to go over your budget, which is really important because if you're if your number's too high and you don't think it's worth going over that, just be frugal and say, mm, I'll just watch it on TV. Also, another tip, check prices continuously over and over and over again because you never know, they might drop or rise and it it fluctuates. And that's why I said it's best to buy around the conference championship days. Okay, so now that we've spent our entire life savings on football tickets, let's try to recoup at least some of the losses by going just a couple hours east of Los Angeles to a little-known city called Los Angeles. Sorry, Las Vegas. That is also the gambling capital of the world. Now, the big game is one of the most bet-on sporting events in the world. And the other day, I was reading an article about a Texas man owns a chain of mattress stores who picked the Bengals to win. And he bet a pretty chunk of money on it, just a little $4.5 million. And if he predicted the Super Bowl correctly, that's about a $7.7 million haul. Although he said to make the trade, he had to place about twenty two hundred thousand dollar bets through Caesar Sportsbooks. Crazy! He had so much money to bet that he had to bet multiple times in smaller chunks because what he was trying to bet was too much. <laughs> Gosh, some people have too much money. No, I'm joking, but that is a crazy amount of money. Now, this example right here shows how prolific the betting game of the big game is and how millions of Americans can win or lose big time. This year, there'll be an estimated 7.6 million people betting with an online sports book, according to the American Gaming Association. Although, it's a drop from last year, which recorded 26 million Americans betting with an average wa- or not with an average wager, with a combined wager of $6.8 billion. <laughs> There is no clear reason on why this is. It may have to do with the pandemic or just likely that during this time, legalized sports betting just became a thing. So with all the anticipation of, you know, sports betting legal being legalized in your state, you know, all of a sudden happening, people might have acted on the anticipation, which is why the huge spike. And if you're looking to be one of the 7.6 million people, then there are many online sports books to do it through. One of which is DraftKings, which I've looked through many websites and they're continuously the most recommended sports betting places out of many. Although, if you are wanting to bet through not only DraftKings, but just any sports book, I would make sure to check which states legally allow online sports bettings or just a sports bet in general. I will leave a link in the description if you are seriously interested. Um, and yeah, but as they say, Great power comes with great responsibility. Now, you have to be careful when it comes to gambling because it can spiral out of control. You may have heard of a gambling addiction, so we just have to be careful to watch out for that stuff. Hoping one day you can cover the losses, so if you have trouble with gambling, maybe sit this one out. But if you don't, and if it's within your budget, maybe shell it a few dollars. You know, have fun if you're into that type of thing. Now... When you're gambling, there are many different things to gamble on, one including what ads are going to be played. Ad revenue. Commercials are probably the most standout thing when it comes to money and the big game. 
Last year, CBS, who um, televised the big game, brought in about $445 million just from ads, which you can probably guess by now is a record amount of money, as which everything is with the Duper Bowl this year. And a 30-second ad costs about $5.5 million. Just 30 seconds. This year, a 30-second ad is costing about $7 million, which is a 22% increase year over year, if my math is correct, which I hope it is. Although, if a company wants to reach hundreds of millions of people at one time, the big game is the really only place to do it. There's no real place that gets such publicity... Not over only in America, but like, I mean, so many other countries. Of course, it's most popular in America, but it's just crazy the amount of exposure that it gets. Although when we look at the big numbers for just a 30-second ad, I got wondering, is it actually worth it for a company in the long run? My findings were somewhat understandable, although questionable at the same time. So let's dive into them. Now, I got all my information from a researcher who partnered up with somebody, but the researcher's name was Wesley Hartman, and he studied the company's Budweiser, Coca-Cola, and Pepsi. He found that when a company does advertise for the big game, then it does increase revenue for a company. For example, Budweiser, who doesn't really have any competitors, and actually, I found this very interesting, they have a, like, sort of agreement with the NFL that they are the only ones that can advertise on any, like, Thing on the suit during the Super Bowl, that for like a beer company. So Budweiser is the only one that can that can do it for a beer company. Now Budweiser, right for the advertise for the Super Bowl, they'll experience about a fifteen point seven five increase in sales right after the big game. But when two companies that are rival companies advertise, such as Coca Cola and Pepsi, they may not be better, or they may be better off not advertising during the Super Bowl. Now, if you when you look at this information, it makes sense, but it's interesting because you think it would boost revenue for both companies. No, it sort of like cancels itself out. Like, And it's interesting because if you think about it, Coca-Cola and Pepsi really aren't making anything off of this since they're both advertising. So if they both pulled out, which I don't know, the chances are very unlikely, but if they did, it'd leave two other companies that maybe aren't rivals, that could benefit off the airtime. Although in the end, their findings were mainly based on the fact that the more companies in their ads related it to football, the more effective the ad was. So if I had a company that made watches, and I wanted to advertise about how cool my watch watch looked on some famous NFL player, and I threw a football to the touchdown, and the watch somehow helped him catch it, there you go. That's going to be more effective than maybe just some dude hopping out of like a Ferrari with his suit on. So yeah, which is interesting. And quite funny considering that people will buy a product depending on how relatable it is to their favorite sport. Humans, am I right? But when thinking about how does this affect your personal money, It does, because companies are capable of easily tricking you into buying their product through marketing tactics, so you can continue to stick to your budget when considering buying a TV just because you saw a cool commercial about it. Not that you would buy it because of that, but just saying if you see a commercial about a 20k TV, and you know that your football experience could be increased if you go got it, chill out and know that you've got a pretty good 
considering you have a TV in the first place. Okay, so now that we've seen, sat down and enjoyed one half of football, the halftime show starts. The halftime show has become a big deal for the Duper Bowl, even having its own commercials for other TV shows. Now, I think this year the people seeing in the show are Dr. Dre, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar, Mary J. Blige, and Snoop Dogg. Two years ago, Duper Bowl LVI, it cost about $13 million for production costs. You'll be thinking, well, what about the, the cast members, all the, the famous singers? Well, those people aren't actually getting any cut of the money, which is really interesting. And it's almost like they have their own personal like ads for themselves and for their own brand. Now, before you may have heard me mention about the $13 million, now the halftime show was just 13 minutes long, which means that every minute costs $1 million, or every second costs about $16,666. Oh, there's one, there's one, there's one, there's one, there's one. <laughs> See how expensive this gets? And last Super Bowl, the weekend spent around $7 million of his own money to make the project work. Of his own money, not of the super or the NFL's. Oh my gosh, almost, <laughs> almost said it again. Of his own money to make the project worked. Now I get that through this entire episode, I've been throwing around some pretty big numbers. Although it's important to understand that this is the big stage where everything is bigger, and so are the price tags. Now, recently I've been looking at the spread for the game, and even though the Rams are supposed to win. I'm going to place my bet on the Bengals upsetting the Rams 20-27. to Now, if you want to watch the game, I believe it's on NBC at 4.30 Mountain Time or 6.30 Eastern Time. I believe that's correct. I've had a ton of fun researching this episode. Make sure to let me know if you like this type of content. All right. So that is going to conclude it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow and review us. Or I don't know. It's up to you. And always remember to stay cool out there.